We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When we think about all that our Lord Jesus Christ went through, to make available to me and you the things that the Bible says that God has prepared for me and you, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that God asks for us, especially when we think about the phenomenal price that God paid to make all those things and opportunities available to us. It's only right that we receive and achieve everything that he made available to us. When we see that as true, then we have to see the opposite is equally true. That is, it's wrong for us not to do so. It would be wrong as wrong could be for us to not live out the life that Jesus Christ bled and died so that we could have and live. It would be wrong as wrong could be for us to live less of a life than the one Jesus bled and died to be lived out by you and me. That's why each and every believer should learn about and be about what we need to be about to make sure that those things are rightfully ours, are rightfully ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Of course, the teaching that we started is called Rightfully Ours. Rightfully Ours. Because there are things that God has made available to us that are rightfully ours. There are things that we have a valid claim to, we have just rights to. Praise God, because these are things that God made available to me me and you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There are things that belong to us, praise God, that are held as a valid claim by us. Whereas we got the claim checked, so we can go get our stuff, praise God, anytime we want to. These things are equitable. They are just to us, praise God. In fact, they're keeping in line with the truth of what God shared with us as a result of his word shared with me and you of these awesome, exceeding, great and promises that he made available to me and you. But we got to learn to have the faith necessary to receive these things that God has in store for me and you. So come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say today. And I'm telling you, you're going to get a little bit more faith in why it is you need to receive what God has in store for you starting today. Praise God. John chapter 10, we're going to begin reading at verse 9. Then we're going to do a brief review, move into the day stuff, which is going to bless you at this time. John chapter 10, verse 9 says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Of course, that's talking about Jesus Christ and the opportunities that he's made available to you and me. Well, we get a chance to be saved, to get a chance to be able to be set free. But also, it knows this is as and, which means that there's other things that come after this, too, which means there's even more that comes as a result of us being saved. It's not just that we ain't not going to hell no more, even though I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, praise God. I don't know if I got, I already know I can't handle no hell, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. San Antonio is about as hot as I want to deal with, praise God. Hallelujah. 
If I might go to Africa on an assignment, but it's because I'm coming back. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can't, ain't no coming back from hell. Praise God, sir. Mm-mm. Now, so that's all right. That's all right. I pass on that. But it's more than that. And it's not just that we're going to heaven, even though heaven is a wonderful place, full of glory and, pra- and glory and grace. Heaven is a wonderful place. And we're all excited about to get there. Don't like how we're going to get there, a lot of us, but at the same time, we're excited that we're going to get there one day. Praise God. But there's something that God has for us this day. He begins to start listing that in verse 10. But, of course, even before he lists what he has available to us, he tells us who's going to be there trying to stop us from getting what God has in store for us. He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am coming that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's me and you. We're the ones that God came for us to be able to have life and live it abundantly too. So that we can live life to the overflow, filled to the brim, where you can't fit nothing else in. That's what God's plan is for you and me. But at the same time, we got to understand he gave this to us absolutely free. He paid the cost, praise God, to be able to make this available to me and you. But there's still something we have to do to be able to receive this thing that God has in store for me and you. Because he said yea and amen to everything that he made available to me and you. But we have to say yea and amen to the things that he said to us too. Because it's got to be a matching yea and amen. God's yea is a yes, praise God. It translates surely, praise God, or verily he says it too. Which means that we got to be sure about what God said to me and you and say verily I want that to receive in my life too. We got to say amen to the things that God has already said amen to. Which means we have to be just as firm as he is about what he said to do. He can't be firm and we be noodly. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He can't be firm and we be newly because there ain't no matching going on with that. God said, I need your firm, your match, your yes to match my yes and your firmness to match my firmness in that that which I made available to you is yours because it's trustworthy. You can trust it. You can put your faith in it, the confidence in it that even though things may come by, but you can still stand there and wave to them bye bye because they cannot stay with you and I because we're stepping into the life that God has in store for us. Now, we found out that these are great, great and exceeding great and precious promises that God has made available to me and you, which means that they are not just true, but they're also available to me and you. They're already prepared, made ready, and waiting for me and you. All we have to do is come into agreement with him, and we'll see manifestation of everything that he promised me and you. Well, we've been looking at some of these things that God has made available to me and you. Recently, we've been looking at the, the right to receive wisdom from God. We have the right to receive wisdom of God. Where we have the right to receive the knowledge of what it is is true and right, coupled with the judgment of how to act and conduct ourselves at that time. We've received the ability to, or to be able to know what to do by way of the true insight into a matter that's been given to me and you by God. Whereas we receive wisdom from God so that we can be able to benefit from the wisdom of God. Last time we got together, we found out it's wise to receive wisdom from God. Oh, yes, it is. Because wisdom is at the top of the list of the things that we should get much less desire. It's at the top of the list. That means even above silver, even above gold, even of things that can be able to make us be able to live our life like God wants us, where the word is told, we ought to seek wisdom. He said, and all you're getting, get wisdom. Praise God, we ought to get us some wisdom. Because he told us that's the principal thing. That is the principal thing. It's the thing, first thing in place, first thing in time, first thing in order, and first thing in rank. So if it's the first thing in place, first thing in time, first thing in order, and first thing in rank, then we ought to make that the first thing in our lives that we do too and make sure we get wisdom. Now, I'm preaching to the choir right now because that's what you're in here doing. You're getting wisdom right now. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you wise. 
Because mm-hmm. wisdom is very, very, very valuable. Mucho valuable. Praise God. Amen. Something like that. I'm going to get it. Praise God. It, it, it's, it's very valuable. We found out wisdom is with God. And if you go to God, God will give you wisdom so that you can be able to know exactly what to do and be able to make sure that everything works out well for you. Because wisdom belongs to God. And it's very beneficial for us to be able to receive wisdom. In fact, it's also very detrimental if we don't receive God. It's not just beneficial to receive it. It's detrimental if you don't receive it. You don't believe that. Let me show it to you. Turn to Proverbs chapter 8. Praise God. That's where we'll dive in right there. Because a lot of people don't understand how important wisdom is. They're like, oh, yeah, wisdom, okay, yeah, that's nice. But no, it's nicer than nice, baby. It is very beneficial to you to be able to grab you hold of some wisdom. It'll save your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It'll save you a lot of problems in life if you just get you some wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're here getting wisdom. Mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to begin reading at verse 1 just to be able to make sure you understand that we're talking about wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. It says, Doth not wisdom cry? And understanding put forth her voice. Now, when I say it cry, it ain't boohooing. It's calling unto me and you. Wisdom is calling unto me and you. Wisdom is calling you by name. Telling you to pay attention to it. Praise God. Verse 2 says, she, we know that that's wisdom, standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Now that gates that it's talking about is the place where decisions are made. That she's standing at the place where decisions are made are crying out to you. Saying, come on, pay attention to me before you make the decisions you're about to make and do the things you're about to do. Verse 4 says, unto you, O men, I call. And my voice is of the sons of men. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, O ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Which means that this wisdom goes out to everybody. Goes out to the ones that think they know what they're talking about and the ones that flat out don't know what they're talking about. It goes to the ones that know what they're talking about to an extent, but there's even more that it can be able to extend to them about what they need to know and understand. That's good news. Verse 6 says, hear, which means, of course, we already know means hear intelligently with the intention of doing. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. That when wisdom opens her mouth, ain't nothing but right going to come out. That when wisdom opens her mouth, ain't nothing but right going to come out. Now, drop down to verse 32, please. Verse 32 says, now, therefore, hearken unto me, pay attention unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Of course, we already found out that that word blesses is written in the interjection, which means, oh, how happy. Oh, how happy. Well, you're just ecstatic about how happy you are. Just fired up about how happy you are because of what wisdom has provided and the results that wisdom provided. It says, now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Of course, wisdom is going to give you the ways to do things. It's going to give you the course of action and the road to the life that God has in store for you. He says, hear instructions and be wise and refuse it not. Why is that? Because blessed is the man that heareth me 
watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whosoever findeth me, speaking of wisdom, findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Notice it says, for whosoever findeth me, findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. That's powerful. Because whoever findeth wisdom, findeth life. Whoever findeth wisdom, findeth life. Now, that word findeth right there means to attain, that is to acquire. To attain, that is to acquire. Which means whoever attaineth me and acquireth me, findeth life. Whosoever findeth me, those speaking of those who attain wisdom, will be the ones who attain what's necessary to acquire life. The ones who attain wisdom will attain what's necessary to acquire life. This is deep. Because there's something that you have to attain in order to obtain what you need to obtain to be able to receive the life that God has in store for you. There's something that you need to acquire to be able to acquire what you need to acquire in order to acquire the life that God has in store for you. Which means that it ain't ain't just a a one step to life. You got to acquire something that will help you acquire something that will acquire the life. You got to acquire something that will acquire something that will help you acquire the life. But wisdom is that what you need because wisdom is what you need to acquire so that you can then acquire what you need to do, what you need to be, what you need to say, where you need to go in order to receive the life that God has in store for you. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Am I going to lose anybody up in here? Come on, GP, are you with me? Oh, yeah, we have in church. (laughs) Y'all ain't going nowhere. Praise God. Amen. So those who attain wisdom will attain what's necessary to attain life. Those who acquire wisdom will acquire what's necessary to acquire life. And it don't stop there. Verse 35. It don't stop there. It says, for whosoever findeth me, speaking of wisdom, findeth life. And, and means also or in addition. And means also or in addition. Which means there's even more that's found than life. When a person finds wisdom, there's even more that's found than life when a person acquires wisdom. And it says, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Now, that word favor right there means delight. But this is speaking specifically about delight that is especially as shown, which means there will be delight that will be shown. There will be delight that will be shown. You will obtain favor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, of the Lord. God's going to show you his delight for you obtaining how to act right. God will show you his delight for obtaining and acquiring what you need to attain and acquire to receive the life that God has in store for you. Are you listening to me up in here? It's as though, it's as though, I'm just speaking as though. It's as though God is sitting up in heaven wanting you to get what he got in store for you. But he see you're not moving forward to get what you need to get to get what he has in store for you. But then he sees you go get what you need to get to get what he has in store for you. And when he sees you get what you need to get to be able to get what he has in store for you, he begins to show his delight to you by making sure you receive everything necessary to be able to have the life that God has in store for you. Oh, that's why when you come after wisdom, God's going to make sure you get some wisdom. 
When you come after wisdom, God's going to make sure you get wisdom. Because remember, Christ came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But when he sees you going after what you need to go after to be able to get what he got for you, then he's going to make sure you get everything necessary to get what he got for you. O.C., O.C., remember he says over in the book of James, he said, if you have lack wisdom, all you got to do is ask of me and I'll give it to you stingily. Huh? Liberally. And upbraid you not, which means I'm going to hook you up with what's necessary for me to hook you up. Because what I really want to do is hook you up. But I need you to come after it. And I need you to come after it and get what I told you to get so that I can get you what I told you to get. Amen. Amen. Because if you do what I say do, then I'll do for what I said I do for you. But I'm going to show you favor as a result of you doing what I said do so that you can get what I got in store for you. Are you still with me? Praise God. He gave you favor. That favor also translates acceptable favor and good pleasure. Acceptable favor and good pleasure. Which means God will see you as acceptable to be able to accept the life that he's about to give you. Because you were willing to get the wisdom necessary to receive the life that he has in store for you. God will extend favor into your life as a result of you going after the life that he has in store for you. And he'll cause things to be good pleasure. It, it will pleasure the Lord. And when you pleasure the Lord, God pleasures you. And make sure that you get what you want and get what you need to. That's good news. But then there's verse 36, which begins with but, which means on the contrary. But, which is mean on the contrary. This verse begins to show the detriments of not obtaining wisdom, not going after wisdom. It says, not for the one that does go after wisdom. Blessed is that man that heareth me watching daily at my gates. Watching at the posts of my doors. For whosoever findeth me, findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. So blessed is the man that hears me with intention to do what I said do. Who watches daily, pays attention at my gates at the point of decision making. Pays attention at the point of decision making as to what I'm going to do to make sure I'm operating according to wisdom. And waiteth at the post of my door and stand there and wait for me to open the door for more that I have in store for you. For that man's going to find life and is going to obtain favor for me. But he that sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Now, now let's go back. But he that sinneth against me. Now, this word sinneth right here means to miss. To miss. Now, remember the me that's talking about is wisdom. So when you sin against me, Speaking against weak me, speaking of wisdom, praise God, Satan, leave that alone, leave that alone. Yo, come handle that for me, please. Get in. He that sinneth against me, which means to miss, it, it speaks of the person who misses wisdom. It speaks of the person who misses wisdom. Because there are some people who miss wisdom. That is, miss as in fails to take advantage of wisdom. You know, there are some folk that fails to take advantage of wisdom. And when they begin to fail to take advantage of wisdom, then they will miss out on what wisdom will provide them. By inference, it means to forfeit or to lack. To forfeit or to lack. It's speaking of a person who forfeits wisdom for whatever reason. Because there are some people who forfeit wisdom for whatever reason. They forfeit 
the wisdom that's there for them for whatever reason. It speaks of a person who surrenders their right to wisdom where they surrender their right to wisdom because there are some people who, once again, God has given you the opportunity to have wisdom, but you forfeit and surrender your right to wisdom. You yield your right to receive the wisdom that God has in store for you, as in don't receive it. You relinquish your right to receive the wisdom that God has in store for you because God wants you to receive something as a result of the wisdom that he has in store for you, but you relinquish your right to be able to receive it. You forego the wisdom that's rightfully yours, that there's wisdom that's rightfully yours, but you forego it. And waive the right to receive the wisdom that God has in store for you. Now for that person, that's the person that God is talking about right here. Because there are some folk, look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you. Who relinquish their right to receive the wisdom. They forego it. That's okay. I don't need that. They waive it. They yield it. And won't let it be able to manifest in their lives like they're supposed to. This is speaking of a person who lacks wisdom. Which means they don't have it. They don't have it, not because they couldn't have it, but because they chose not to have it for whatever reason. That person who forfeits wisdom, the Bible says, wrongs their own soul. They wrong their own soul. In fact, he used the word wrong if, which means that it continues happens. They wrong if their own soul. The word wrong if means to this deep be violent, to be violent. Which means when a person forfeits wisdom or forfeits the opportunity afforded to them through the acquisition and utilization of wisdom, they're being violent to their own souls. They're being violent to their own souls. Can I hood it? They hurting themselves. Which means that, it, oh, I apologize, Lord. Not just hurting themselves, they're violently hurting themselves. Imagine a person with me if you saw a person walking down the street just punching themselves. Because, you know, this is an area that your soul is in. Praise God. They begin to punch themselves and just start hitting themselves. What would you think about a person that's just walking there punching themselves? Anybody in the room with me? What would you think of if there was somebody that was punching themselves? Say that, man. He said, they're crazy. Praise God. Well, that's what the Bible saying. The Bible says, you crazy if you forfeit wisdom. Because you, 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 you punching your own self. You hurting your own self. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're learning that the things God said in His Word that He has for you and me are true. Saints of God, God's Word is true. The things that He said in His Word that He made available to me and you really are made available to me and you. It's true. God's promises rightfully belong to me and you. So let's do what we need to do to believe God's Word is true and do what we need to do to make what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. 
If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the brothers in San Antonio to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sisters from Word of Faith. Prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, it's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed, and they will too. Make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. I believe that every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's because there's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us, by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. The Bible says that God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure that you reap what you've sown. We thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a tremendous blessing that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.